Scudder, my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, inception. Hope it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session. The podcast today is October the 19th, and the boys are back Whoa, in we town. We just went into the DeLorean. What's the it DeLorean? Not October 19th. What is today? November, November 19th. November 19th. <laughs> DeLorean November 19th. is uh, what that was the car in Back to the Future, bro. Never Good seen book. it. I, I never seen Back to the Future. Wait, whoa. <laughs> Stop playing. Stop playing. I mean, I see bits and pieces of it, bro. Don't let my brother yeah. hear this shit because he will be so. Bad. I mean, I, mean, I got the gist of it. Like, see, some white man took like another young future. white boy back to the future. And just, nah, I don't that know. Movie, nah, I've seen, I seen all of them. I got some Nike shoes that came out. I got the gist of it. Uh, anyway, man, wherever you, you listen to that, make sure you subscribe, <laughs> like the podcast. Um, wherever you listen to the podcast, that, go to Apple Music, YouTube, like and subscribe. We're on the way to 200. Um, I just witnessed live in person the Falcon getting demolished last night. Um, Gross. That shit was crazy. Gross, bro. And it was like, I was expecting us to get our ass beat, bro, but it's crazy. Like, you got to be pretty, pretty talented to, like, me coming in with no expectations and you still failing to meet them, bro. Like, that shit was crazy. I was disgusted after that. We haven't scored a touchdown in, what, eight quarters? It's something like And it's crazy, bro, because we all... We all knew the thing that gets me is we all knew that Belichick was going to do everything in his power to to limit Kyle Pitts, bro. So as an offense, when you're game planning this game, why would you just go out here and line Kyle Pitts up in the, the same traditional fucking stance, bro? It's no motion, bro. It's he was no, not wild though. Nothing that bro. It's no motion, bro. When you're just if you just line up in your spot, bro, you give a defense a chance to like set up, bro. Like, bro. You see all these creative like offensive minds, bro. They their best players are. I mean, look at Debo Samuel, bro. He's always in motion. He's getting freaking running back carries and shit. Like Jonu mm-hmm. Smith getting running back carry. Like you get your playmakers the ball by any means necessary, bro. They were just like, fuck it, bro. They're gonna stop him, bro. We probably not gonna win this game anyway. It was almost like they mailed it in. Like they, they yeah, bro. Like, like that shit's so annoying, bro. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck, bro? Like you just oh, shit. It's, it's I don't know, man. I think I think for the Falcons this year, bro. It ain't looking good for us. I'm over it. Um, I think the team is over it. Nobody, you can't start anybody um, fantasy-wise on the Falcons anymore. I think until Cordell Patterson come back. I mean, you have to start Kyle Pitts because you have to, but I don't even like Kyle Pitts anymore, but um, not this year. Um, I really come with your friendly plays. He's still gonna gonna have his games, though. He's just, you know, he's a rookie at the end of the day. So, And then, you know, when people are able to – it's a game plan to stop them, and you know, you're the only person there. It ain't even that, bro. It ain't even mm-hmm. that, bro. When your offensive line just get free passes, so. But that's the thing that most shit can help with, bro. When you you putting players in motion and shit, bro, you're throwing them off, bro. Like you're not just coming up to the line and running up to the line and snapping the ball, which is what they're doing, bro. That that motion helps hide your offensive line problems, bro. And they're not doing that shit, so. Another thing um, I want to talk about just to get off the Falcons. Um, on the other side of the ball, Ramadre, is Ramadre Stevenson the best 
running back in that backfield. I know Carlos had mentioned it before, but I mean, after last night, you know, the week before, or do you think it was just that's he's how the, the best game all goes? around back? But the thing is, Damian Harris is very, very talented as well, especially running between the tackles. He's probably not as good as them pass catching, but you know, they're they're gonna we saw yesterday, they're still gonna trust Damian Harris to handle a lot of the workloads. So um the emergence of Stevenson just really just limits the ceiling of Damian Harris. So because he's not getting no no targets like that anyway. So he's gonna be like a, a borderline running back, like running back three with this usage. I mean, they were, like back- switching, they were like switching drives. Like they were like yeah. alternating drives pretty much last night. You think it's because it was Thursday or you think that's just how it's going it, to look going forward? Some of it was Thursday. Some of, you know, they always, you know, want to split this backfield touches. They always want to share touches around. So uh, not to that extent, I'm not they surprised. They were legit alternating drives. Yeah, but that, that like Gay said, I think that's more predicated Thursday. Yeah, he was coming off the concussion, you know what I mean? Maybe he was trying to work him back into the offense. Uh, he didn't kill you. Game, maybe, bro. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no maybe has, that maybe I mean, he didn't kill you. He still has seven points, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Oh, Could have sunk you. But if you started with Madre Stevenson, he probably did good for you. Man, my fucking... Uh, yeah. Stevenson had about seven, too. He ain't, ain't scoring a touchdown, either. Yeah, he had a couple plays back on holding, too. Yeah, he has some good plays. My fucking drunk ass get all the way down to the game talking about not starting Cordell Patterson, and guess who leave him in two lineups? This guy. Damn, bro. Come on, man. See, and you go into the game, bro. You should know this. Like, bro, let me set my lineups before. Did, it but it was like game, game time. Bro, like, not even, let's, let's not even start yes. here. Why would every you even week, admit that? Every week, every week, every week, he starts somebody like, on bye. Can't, we can't do that. Now, I don't start nobody on bye. It just be like they be out. It's only hurt. Same, like, it's only the same culprits, fucking DeAndre Hopkins and Kyle like at the beginning of the week. I just go in and sit them on the bench. Like DeAndre Hopkins team played last week. He ain't in my starting lineup this week until I get some news. Like that's yeah. how I just run it. Cause cause you go forget it. Just, it happens, bro. Yeah, man. I do a lot of extracurriculars. Um, I think that's it, man, for the Patriots game. Mac Jones. I mean, he did. Mac that's Jones. all we want to talk about, bit. really. I, yeah. I, I, I ain't. Yeah, there's nothing really to, to write home about. Yeah, Mac Jones continues to ball the fuck out, bro. I think this is the first rookie in history to to have a eighty plus percent completion percentage in two straight games. Twenty two for twenty six. He would so man. He's he's like I said, he's looking good, great in real life. Of course, it's not translating to fantasy, hey, but motherfuckers man, couldn't stop a nosebleed last night, bro. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild, bro. This like they Fucking really don't have the quarterback paper. of the future. He's like a legit Patriots quarterback, bro. You can just mm-hmm. tell, bro. Tom, I mean, fucking Bill Belichick is like, yes. Uh, Y'all think the page, the Panthers can sneak into the playoffs? I'm not as high as on I mean, Cam as possible, everybody else. Bro. I'm not as high on that Cam juice, but I think that um, this possible. Everybody in the NFC over there with the Eagles and Giants and Washington, the Panthers better than them. <laughs> so you know they can. I think they can. It's possible they can sneak yeah, in. They were, they were never like out of it anyway. They right. they got that hot, got off to that hot start, and then they kind of fell off a little bit. But they only like a game or two out of it. I was, I want to say right now. So they definitely yeah. sneak in. The defense is keeping them alive for sure. <laughs> Do y'all rather kiss a moose ass or the moose butt or a cow butt? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny fun. though. Uh, let me give a moment of silence out to all the black kings and queens out there, man. Um, yeah, I ain't wanna go too deep into it. This ain't that type of podcast, but y'all know, y'all seen the news.
It's Dolph, and we back still. Rest in peace, Dolph. Oh. Every day, all day. Um, let's get into some of the news and notes, man. It's been a crazy amount of news and notes since the last time we potted. Uh, let's go. Claypool's practiced in full. He's not on the injury report. That's good news. Chris Carson is out probably for the rest of the season with that neck injury. Alvin Kamara. Oh, he is out. Yeah, he probably is like about to retire. This probably might be over for you, boy. Um, Alvin Kamara is um, officially out for Sunday's game. Um, so let's fire up Mark Ingram again. We got the breaking news right before we went on that Alvin uh, Amari Cooper is got diagnosed with the COVID. Um, I'm not sure if he got vaccinated or what what's what's the what's going on with that, but he will be out possibly next week too. So um, that's just news for, that's for all that, um, all the Michael Cowboys Gallup. owners. Um, Michael Gallup, yeah. 49ers, Elijah Mitchell, uh, with that finger, he's doubtful to play on Sunday. So if you have him be looking to pivot, do y'all want any other 49ers back? Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. Lego. I'll take a fly. We got that game next episode, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, I'll save it. We'll save it. Uh, Bateman is not on the injury report, and Jones is out as expected. Uh, CH had a good week of practice, he's likely to play on Sunday. Uh, McNichols ruled out not likely. Team. I don't know. They, he he didn't commit to it, and then you know, had, had that report come out saying that they, they might keep him out weeks. after the bye. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. something to monitor. Um, the bear, the, 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 the Gronk is expected to play. Cam Newton is officially the starter. DeAndre Hopkins is officially out this week. Um, Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. He definitely progressed. They saying that he, you know what I'm saying, hopeful to play. So we'll see. Um, Ricky Seals Jones Jr. is out. Uh, Curtis Samuel is questionable. He might get some playing time. Saquon Barkley is on route to play. Uh, Dallas Goddard got a big contract uh, extension, and he is um, good to go on Sunday. Uh, I think that is it. Um, Nick Chubb returned to practice today mm-hmm. after COVID. Uh, Jared Goff did throw in practice, but they're they they're looking to pivot on Sunday if they can. I think. Um, no signs of a B at practice. They do play on Monday, so you know, keep your hopes up for that. He's not playing. All right. Well, Carlos said he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Allen Robinson, he out. Yeah, Allen Robinson, Robinson. That's why I meant to say that. He's out officially. Well, he's doubtful. I want to say. Yeah, I want to say he's doubtful. He didn't practice today, so. Yeah. Uh, the Falcon game was bad. Yeah, man, we went over that already. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to relive it. Yeah, you guys like Jeff Wilson. Also, how long is Mitchell out for? Well, it's a finger, so I'm not sure how long he's out. Uh, we're about to get into the first game. I think the 49ers are the first game on the docket, so we'll let y'all – we'll tell you how we feel about that then. So just stick on to the podcast. Appreciate you always swinging through, my boy. Um, Jason, we hit ear to the streets so on Mitchell. How long did he be out? Nah, yep. Nah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to the uh, what the people are here for. The best game by day breakdown in the fantasy land. We got what's the first game? Then we just went over this too. My bad, y'all. San Fran and Jax- Jacksonville. San Francisco six point favorites at Jacksonville over under forty five points. We just talked about the running back situation out there, so I guess that's what the people want to hear. So, how you feel about that backfield, those? 
what you think, what you're doing right there? Uh, well, I think Jeff Wilson automatically becomes a top 20 play, at least with uh, Mitchell out. Uh, you know that they want to run the ball. They're like top 10 in uh, team rushes per game with 27. And then, of course, you have Jermichael Hasty out. So it's just going to be him and Jeff Wilson and uh, Trey Sermon, who we know that um, Shanahan pretty much hates at this point. So Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson is expected to be the workhorse. And, you know, he got on the field last week, but that was like his first game action all year. He only had 10 carries for 28 yards. But if you remember last year, he had a couple, a few games sprinkled in where, uh, you know, it was injuries in front of him and he was the workhorse. And um, I know down the stretch, the last three games, he finished as an RB1 all three weeks. So mm-hmm. we know what the uh, 49ers want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to limit how much uh Jimmy G has to throw, and with them being six-point favorites, man, I think he's a smash play this week. So um, definitely starting Jeff Wilson this week. Um, Obvious plays, other obvious plays for the 49ers, Debo Samuel, of course, and George Kittle. And uh, Brandon Ayuk is a fringe play for me. Uh, You know, they have a low passing passing volume for the 49ers, and Jimmy G's seven full games. He has thrown the ball 30 times or less in each game. Kittle's back, of course, and Debo's commanding a 30% target share. So it's just not too much meat left on the bone for uh, Ayuk to really get going like that. Um, I do think he's he, he could be started like as a low-end um, flex play because he has been on the field for at least 88% of the snaps in his last three weeks. Um, and the matchup isn't bad with the uh, Jags either. They're allowing the 14th most points to wide receivers. So he'll be on the field. Um, it's you know, the volume is a concern, though. I'm not really expecting him to get too much volume. So you're he's going to be volatile if you do decide to start him. So just be aware of that. Um, Jimmy G, I just think it's going to be a, a a rushing game as long as they can control the clock like they did last week. If they can do it to the Rams, I think they can do it to the Jacksonville. So we know what their game plan is. So I just think his uh, ceiling is, is too low to start in one QB leagues, two QB leagues. He's fine as a QB2. Um, I like Jimmy G. This you like him this week? I mean, you say his ceiling is low, but we've seen – I think his ceiling right now over the last four weeks where he's like the, the quarterback three, two or three right now. I mean, uh, so, last, I'm not sure over the last two or three weeks. He has, he has been playing pretty good, um, but it's just the matchup. I'm just concerned about the matchup. I'm not expecting Jacksonville to really keep this game competitive. So they ran the ball like 44 times last week. So, I mean, he he's hit, the passing volume was low last week. So unless mm-hmm. he just keeps up that super efficiency, then I just don't see that ceiling for him. Uh, high floor though, so eight. QB two, QB. Two, I mean, but are you starting him in, in QB one leagues? Uh, it depends on who who who, who my option like him or Kirk Cousins. Like that was who the big guy was last week. So him Kirk or Kirk Cousins. Cousins. I would still start Cousins right there just because the ceiling. I feel like is a little higher. That game does have a potential to be a shootout. We did talk about Kirk Cousins. I did you know come around on that. Like maybe you should fade him, but I wouldn't fade him for. If I'm fading, like I'm fading for him for somebody with a higher ceiling. And Jimmy G over the last two weeks is the quarterback three on uh, quarterback three. I, Only I behind think, uh, I don't know how he did that last week. Like the game script. Right. He didn't do much last week, but uh, I'm. Didn't have to be quarterback, what, two, three, he top five? He threw the ball 19 times last exactly. week, so he could I'm throw not, the ball again around 19, yeah. 20 times. And Somebody like Jalen Hurts, you can get away with that because he's going to rush the ball. Like, Jimmy G's not rushing the ball like that. So, like I said, if he can continue that that super efficiency, then, yeah, go for it, bro. But I think he's still going to be volatile, especially in this game's projected game script with the Jaguars. 
Um, but on to Jacksonville side, of course, you're starting James Robinson. If he plays, um, another start I have is uh, Dan Arnold. He's been like pretty much the top pass catcher for the Jaguars since arriving in week five. Um, among all tight ends, he's fifth in targets, catches, and yards um, since he's joined the team. Also leads all Jags, pass catchers and targets, yards, and yards per route. And he's finished as a top 12 tight end in three of his last five games. So he's easily the most preferred target for me or pass catcher for me on the Jags. Um, the matchup is kind of tough, or it's really tough. They're allowing the fewest points to opposing tight ends, but with the volume that he's been seeing and they're you know projected to play from behind, I think he'll be fine. So I'm starting him as a tight end one this week. Um, sitting Trevor Lawrence did have a stretch where he was giving you decent production, but he hasn't been consistent enough for me to trust him in one QB leagues. 32nd in adjusting Adjusted completion percentage, 25th in yards, 25th in touchdowns, fourth most interceptions, um, middle of the pack in end zone throws. So they're not, you know, they're not making it to the end zone enough for him to be, you know, throwing it out there. And um, he's only really, he's only give you 19 rush yards a game. So he doesn't really have that rushing floor for you either. Um, yeah. So he's better off on your bench this week um, in one QB leagues. Uh, Jaguars receivers. I will prefer not to play any of these guys, man, because. It's been like a, 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 a roulette, pretty much, how we used to um, describe the uh, nine Tyreek pass catchers for the Chiefs. It's it's one week it's Marvin, one week it's Agnew, one week it's Dan Arnold. Well, Dan Arnold's been pretty consistent, but in terms of receivers, it seems like they all like switch. Whoever gets the touchdown is the one who's gonna who's gonna finish mm-hmm. best. Um, if I had to rank them, it would probably be Jones, Agnew, and Chanel. Um, because uh, since week five, when Agnew pretty much started to get run out there, Marvin Jones leads the receivers in routes, yards, receiving grade, and tied for first in targets. Um, but he has a, he only had one usable weeks over the last five games and finished as a wide receiver 52 or worse in the other four games. So not looking to start him. Agnew has been the most productive since week five, finishing as a top 20 receiver in two of his last three games and a uh, top 36 in three of his last four. So and he has the he has the best matchup. So, um, I I guess it's between uh Jones Jones and Agnew, man. But like I said, I really wasn't. I wouldn't try to force any it. of these guys in yeah. your lineup, but maybe for DFS you could take a shot on one of them. And uh, does it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I just wouldn't force it on um, with none of those Jaguar receivers. All on desperate yeah. plays for me, my boy. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If Agnew ain't get that long touchdown, you exactly. wouldn't even talk about him right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it from that game? Yep. Uh, we got a question. Who wins this trade? Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, uh, Kyle Pitts for CMC, Javante Adams in Dallas. I don't know. Dallas. Uh, like the Seattle? Seattle Dallas? Oh, Dallas Taylor. good hurt? Yeah. Uh, I think it's five. Same thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's about even. I think it's y'all just switch players around. I think it's the same thing. But I like. I think I like the. I like the Taylor side. If I had I to feel, choose one, I feel like I feel like I was about to say I feel like I like the Taylor side. But once CMC yeah. get back up and running, it's it's gonna be damn near even. Still, Taylor, yeah. Taylor get the receptions, but I feel like CMC more dangerous with the receptions and probably gonna get more. Yeah, with CMC. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Cam, that's what I'm gonna say. And Devontae Adams gonna be more force fed than Cup. Mm. Mm, and you know, Dallas. 
when OBJ gets acclimated, <laughs> after OBJ gets acclimated, you never. I don't know. I mean, he's probably not gonna get more of a uh, more volume than um, Woods was seeing. So I think his his role is solidified this year, bro. Mm, are the Panthers the best defense in the league? Uh, I don't know. Probably so. Panthers best. Nah, them Bills, Bills, Bills and Chargers yeah, yeah. yeah. going crazy. No, the Chargers can't. The Chargers can't. You just see not a Patriot. Yeah, as the Chargers Chargers, the Chargers can't Patriot stop defense. the run though, so they can't be the best. The Bills are doing both. So I, I kind, I think I kind of lean the Bills. I mean, I mean, I ain't, I don't want to be recent, but you know, Patriots too. Their defense ain't nothing to play. Yeah, I do love the Patriots too. Um, on to the next game. We got Detroit at. Cleveland, Cleveland is 11 and a half point uh, favorites with an over under of 43. Um, we got Nick Chubb expected to be back. Uh, Baker Mayfield still hobbling out there. Um, possibly no Jared Goff. It could be an ugly game. It's expected to be low scored. How do you feel about this game? I'm trying to stay away from as many people in this game as I can, man. Jared Goff. Or the backup quarterback, we don't know who's going to start. I want to start neither one of them that they have really no receiving options to throw to. Even yeah. with the Bears allowing 21 points to quarterbacks, you can't trust any quarterback that starts for the line. DeAndre Swift is second on the team in targets with 63, right behind TJ Hawkinson at 65. So you know Swift is a every week starter, TJ Hawkinson has been held to three catches or less in three of his nine games. In the other six games, he has seen at least eight targets and scores 16.6 points in PPR tight end premium league. So you know you start him every week. Put up a donut last week, though. But I think especially with the backup, I think I like him more. Right. No, but even – but that was three games out of nine. The rest of six, he came through. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take that little one donut if you're coming through. That's a good position. The last two games, I mean, I have TJ Hawkinson on one of my teams. So it's not I like have him too. Yeah, he, prefer, like, he, he went out. He went out. I mean, he produced the last two of the three games. Just he had a donut last week. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm but saying. So we know that's that what moment. they wanted to do. They wanted to run the ball. Like He only got one target. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we see y'all questions. We ain't knowing y'all. We got y'all. Uh, yeah, I'm almost done with this game. Baker Mayfield, man, he has only attempted 21 passes in uh, back-to-back weeks. Um, he's battling multiple injuries, and the team wants to run the football, so his upside is limited. Even with the Colts middle in the pack and points allowing the quarterbacks, you sit in Baker. Chuck is back to run the show. The Lions are allowing the third most points to running backs in PPR leagues. You starting your stuff for sure. Wide receivers, I don't really trust any for the Browns. Landry is just a desperate play. You're right. He's he just a desperate play. Just a guy at the moment. The Lions are allowing the A-Fields points, two wide receivers, and Baker is throwing the ball under 25 times per game. So you can't trust any pass catcher for this team. That pretty much wraps up that game. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Uh, shout out to JAC, man. Make sure you like and subscribe, man. We appreciate you for swinging through. Uh, should I start Brandon Cooks or Terry McLaurin? Not crazy about McLaurin and Dante Johnson matchup. I was going to say the same thing. I think the easier matchup is Cooks, and you know he's going to be force-fed the ball. And I think Carolina is just the harder matchup. I mean, they'll probably score around the same, but if you, just, if you have to choose one, I think Cooks. Yeah, Cooks has the highest floor just because of that target share that he's going to get. 
McLaurin's has been pretty much hit or miss this year. Mm-hmm. Like it's like no middle ground with him. So it just uh, comes down to like, do you have a lot of high floor players in your lineup? Because if you do, then I would probably take the shot with McLaurin. If you have more players that, you know, like the Tyree kills, the hit or miss type players, you, uh, I would go with cooks for that stability. Cause you, you know, he's going to get a, at least a 28% target share this week. So. Yeah. Especially I like him even more with Tyrod Taylor back. Um, would y'all accept Sam Donald to the Falcons? No, I don't want Sam Donald. No. I like Matt Ryan. I'm a Matt Ryan fan. I don't think people like I, used to I, I would accept if I would they accept had an offensive line, right. nobody could stand back there. That shit was crazy. Like to see how we need to call, short bro. of amount of time he had to throw the ball is really crazy. Even the uh, running backs, every time a running back got the ball, they had to dance before they <laughs> but Mike like, Davis is ass though. <laughs> um Homer Simpson, shout out to you, man. Make sure you like and subscribe. Appreciate you for asking your question. Well, I was offered Carter and Debo for Cup and Kirk. I got Taylor McKissick as my current RBs, Henry too, and I also have Jerry Judy starting. All right, so you'll be trading away <laughs> Carter. I, I like how you threw in Henry, bro. You got <laughs> I lost a I got, I I got, got the Derrick Henry. Right. My team was fire, bro. And then I lost Derrick Henry. Just let you guys know how fine my team was. Uh yeah, I like it, bro. I think Carter is a good um Running back to you say, and even better than having McKissick yeah. start every week, yeah. and then Debo is a, a bona fide stud. He's sitting higher than a twenty percent share, so uh, target share. So yeah, I accept. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think I would too. Because you need to run back. You can't go with McKissick, especially with right. Antonio Gibson coming on now. If he's not hurt no more, like he had what the biggest, what the, the most carries he had all year or his career or something shit like that last week. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I don't even and Kirk has been so you know volatile yeah. and so you know not really trust trustworthy. It's really just a two for one. Uh, <laughs> That's what it looks like. like Kirk. Kirk's been pretty consistent actually, but but he, he definitely he's he not, he not winning you no weeks. But, right, yeah. he definitely needs a running back. That's yeah. why you know I don't mind. He definitely need a running back. Uh yeah, well, we got Hawkinson starting to pray like Lockett or Mike Williams, or should I consider starting Dan Arnold? I saw Dan Arnold with the uh fifth in target since week five and Meyer needs CJ Henderson trade to look good. Oh, Urban Meyer. Okay, yeah. Uh I do like Dan Arnold. We've been talking about Dan Arnold the last couple of episodes now. Um, but I just I don't think I could start him over Hawk. I know he put up that donut last week, but like like um Javar and Lowe's both said he's he hasn't been like inconsistent. It's just tight. It's the tight end landscape. I mean, and I spe- I yeah. think especially like if we're going for that backup quarterback, if the backup quarterback is a starter, I feel like he's not going to have the time to throw the ball to nobody but Hawkinson and Swift. So before definitely. before last week in the last three games, he he basically seen ten targets per game. He's seen eleven in in two, and then in in the third one, he's seen nine, and then he had the donut. So you, you roll him out there, even with the other quarterback that we don't know his name. <laughs> Even if he plays, man, um, I think you you, you got to start your stud. Appreciate you for swinging. Uh, Steven Drake's, man, what's up, dude, homie? Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. We're on the way to 200 subscribers. We're trying to do a giveaway. Um, I need two. Collins, Jeff Wilson, Foreman, and Buccaneers and Panthers. So you need two. Jeff so, Wilson and Foreman for me. You got yeah. uh, Jeremy McNichols out with the concussion. 
Yep. Collins getting the volume, man, but you know, he's just his 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 feel like his ceiling is like six points. So mm-hmm. uh, unless he gets a touchdown, he, he's not gonna be give you too much production. So Jeff Wilson, Foreman, and I will go Panthers Carolina's playing. They play Carolina's uh, playing Washington football team. Yeah, I would play uh Panthers. Panthers. And I think they've been getting more turnovers lately, too. Um, appreciate you for the question. I like Tannehill matchup against the Texans, but does Jalen Hurts' run floor make him a set-and-forget quarterback? Pretty sure much. does. Yeah. I've never, like, it would take a lot. And especially, I like Tannehill matchup, but he could they could very much run the ball all game. And I know the ball is never going to be out of just uh, Jalen Hurts' hand too long, so. And, I like that. Uh, he had 100 rush yards against the Saints last year, so for not sure. too worried about the matchup. Um, truly epic, man. Thank you for coming through. Make sure you like and subscribe. Aaron Rodgers or Tool, full PPR. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't yeah. see I see what you I see what you're saying there, but don't force it. Right. I can't I can't live with me just starting to uh in if he scored two points less than Rodgers, I'm be mad. So, uh, yeah, just start to steal it. Uh, Goddard, Knox, or Schultz uh, for a tight end this week. I like mm. Goddard. I don't like Schultz. Um, well, I don't know. But Amari Cooper Amari being Cooper out. out now, so his role might be there. Knox is the last person I would think about starting. Yeah, it goes Goddard, Schultz, Knox. Uh, Schultz first for me. Schultz yeah, first for you. I just because of the because of the the Cooper being out this week. And the matchup of against Kansas City, it's like a fifty-six point over under. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's it's gonna be points galore. I'm trying to get a piece of that game, however I can. Oh uh, yeah, all right, I go with that. Schultz, Goddard, Knox. Um, you appreciate you truly. Someone in my league is trying to buy low on Hawk by offering me no offense for him. Should I just consider it? Also, Goddard production is this dynasty? Goddard's production increase. That's what I'm thinking. Like he just got the money. Follow the money. Um. Is this dynasty or this just like regular, like redraft? Dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. I think it's the same trade. Redraft, I think it's the same trade. I think I would probably yeah. keep Hawkinson because I, mm, yeah, I think I would probably. Yeah, keep really Hawk, let me get, let me get another piece too. Let me get a, uh, uh so yeah. running back depth or mm-hmm. wide receiver depth or something. And Hawkinson is the number one um, in targets on his team. No and, uh, and, and you just trading a tight end for a tight end. Like, if you're going to make a trade, make a trade to help yourself. It got to be a reason you trade. You can't just be trading just to trade for no reason. You Carolina D. All right, last one. Carolina D or Arizona D this week? Uh, Arizona's playing. Carolina right. defense. Yeah, I like Carolina defense, too. Yeah, me too. All right, let's get to the next game. Appreciate all the questions, man. We appreciate y'all for coming through. Um Shit, y'all don't make me lose what my tracking my thoughts now. Uh, let me help you out, my boy. Uh, Baltimore, four and a half point favorites at the Chicago Bears with an over under of 44 and a half. I mean, 44 points. We got Lamar Jackson. Of course, he's going to start him. Um, he hasn't thrown as many touchdowns this year uh, as we're used to seeing him. He's tied for 14th this uh, on the season with uh, Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater, only 14. He's almost to a thousand yards on the ground, so that's a great um, thing for him. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown uh, has double-digit targets in four of the last five games. Three of those games, he's had over eighty yards, and the Bears are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the year. 
Mark Andrews, of course, he's a starter, the number two tight end and um tight end, a number two tight end in PPR leagues. And since week six, he has nine red zones targets. That's tied for most among tight ends. Um, the Bears are giving up giving up um, you know, middle of the round, middle of the pack fantasy points to the tight end, but it's Mark Andrews that I think the, the volume will carry him through. There's not many Baltimore sits for me, but a couple of fringe players. I got Devonta Freeman. Um, he somehow ended up the last man standing in that backfield. Uh, Murray's still dealing with that injury. I think he's – is he going to play? I haven't seen he's too much. At, about he's been practicing all week. Yeah. So I think he's, he's actually as questionable. Um, I still like Devonta Freeman as a, a fringe player. He has uh, found the end zone in three I of the last – Baltimore sits for me, but – Three of the last four games uh, he's played um, out of the last two weeks. Um, just yeah, He's played 60% of the snaps. The Bears are allowing 128 yards on the ground per game, and he's given, and they're giving up 23 points to the uh, running back position since week six. Um, and I like any running back getting double-digit targets in that backfield. Um, Rashad Bateman, he's a, also a fringeable player for me. Um, Bateman... Uh, 27 targets among 27 targets since week six. Um, he's only five targets behind Hollywood. Uh, he hasn't reached the end zone this year, but he is uh, tied with Hollywood since week six, pretty much when he came on with four red zone targets. Um, like I said, Lamar Jackson is not throwing as many touchdowns as we used to him throwing. So that's be a thing. Um, I mentioned the Bears are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to the wide receivers. Uh, this week's matchup, he will be matched up against He's only graded by he matched up against Johnson, who's graded a 59 by PFF. Um, so I think Bateman has a safe floor in PPR leagues. Um, how do you feel about that? I like it, man. He's finishes a top, uh, at least a top 36 receiver in um, his last three games. So mm-hmm. he's definitely involved. Sammy Watkins is non existent now. So it's yeah. just basically just uh, him, Marquise, and Mark Andrews. So yeah, I like him. I like him as your wide receiver three every week. Uh, David Montgomery uh, came back in week nine for the first time since week four. Pretty much killed all that Khalil Herbert um, noise. That was crazy. It was a rough game. He uh, he touched the ball 15 times and got 80 yards, and he didn't find the end zone. The Ravens since week six are giving up the four fewest fantasy points to the running back position, only allowing 73 yards per game on the ground. They have, however, allowed 44 yards receiving, so Montgomery could find a little success there. Um, but I'll just temper my expectations with him, but he's going to get the volume, so I think he has a safe enough floor to still start him. Uh, Cole Clement, um, I think you can start him, uh, has 25 targets since week six. He's really beginning to show that potential um, that we wanted to see. He has only had less than six targets um, once in this, since week six. Uh, the downside is that he hasn't reached the end zone, but he does lead the team in red zone targets since week six. Um, so it's only a matter of time before that uh, regression happens and he um, reaches the end zone. So I do like him. The Ravens are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end since week six. So um, I like it. Seven most yards to the position over that span, too. Um, a couple of fringe players. I know a lot of people talk about Justin Fields this week with the back-to-back um, QB1 weeks. Uh, many of that is due to the fact that he finally decided to use his legs. Um, in the last four games, he has had uh, 229 rushing yards and one touchdown. That's third among QBs in that span. The Ravens have been pretty strong over the last five over the last five games, only giving up the six. 
oh, they haven't been that strong over the last five games, giving up the six most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, but that is because a lot of the quarterbacks are throwing against him. They're averaging giving up 278 yards per game in that span. But he did put up almost a 300 yard, a 300 burger last week, 291 yards. So it could be, um, you know, what I mean, that it could be in his future. Uh, Baltimore has allowed the third fewest fantasy points, um, third fewest rushing yards to the quarterback position on the year. So if he does expect to use his legs, I think they probably practice against Lamar Jackson all the time. So I think they're probably ready for that. Um, Allen Robinson is out, so I already wrote him up, so that doesn't even matter anymore. Cool story. Uh, Darnell Mooney, though, he was a fringe player, but I think you can start him because he's going to have to throw the ball somewhere, and he already that is his favorite target to throw to. He's been practicing in limited capacity due to that foot injury, though, so that is something to be aware of. But he's had 28 targets since week six, and he had two touchdowns in that span, and he has a pretty great matchup. Uh, so I do like them. That's, that's all I got for that game. Man, I know he's, like, injured this week. Bruh, mm-hmm. But, you know, even before he got injured, man, like something that stuck with me in the offseason was that uh, and I brought it up a couple of times on the show about that uh, study that J.J. Zacharyson did about when rookie quarterbacks come in and like they historically only um, handle like one fantasy relevant receiver, bro. And like we see it like this is like the proof of that, like being true. So definitely mm-hmm. something to keep in mind going forward, bro. If it's a rookie quarterback coming in projected to start man just just know it's it's one of those guys is gonna be irrelevant bro so just thought that was interesting i like it too uh jac says again uh what's james connor's value when chase edmund returns i don't know he was kind of taking the touchdowns before chase edmonds when chase edmonds was there so i think he still is the touchdown hog and chase edmund goes back to chase edmund role you know what i'm saying get you a touchdown maybe one more time this year I think he come back. He goes to back. I mean, he goes back more to being touchdown dependent because yep. Chase Evans was against you know some of the touches that was salvaging. He was just really touchdown dependent. Without those touchdowns, you really wouldn't have been starting him. So that's what he goes back to when Chase Edmonds return. Um, should I expect anything else from Chris Carson? Nope. I don't think he comes back this year. It's a neck injury. No, he is on season-ending IR, so he's definitely right. not coming back this year. Yeah, boss man, fat. What up, brother? Uh, Amari Cooper is out this week. That's a bet. Um, should I start Rashad Bateman or Cole Beasley? Uh, I don't. I'm. I, I think you start Beasley with Knox back and Beasley battling yeah. this rib injury. He played sixteen percent of the snaps last week, so I think you just gotta go with the safe play. Uh, like Bateman. Bateman. And Bateman not going to kill you or anything. He's yeah, going to be yeah, the injury. The injury is, does make it a little easier because matchup-wise, man, Beasley has a gravy matchup this uh, the week out of the slot, bro. But, yeah, last week he didn't do shit for you. So, yeah. He didn't even I, play. I don't even know. He, didn't play? Uh, he, he played 16% of the snap. Oh, he got hurt during the game. Gotcha. Yeah. No, he got oh. – I think it's like a reoccurring injury. He got hit in the ribs in Miami. It's been reoccurring. But he went off in back-to-back games out to Miami, but now it's, it's hurting. So, look out for Gabriel Davis. Um, I don't know who, how to uh, – Nano. Uh, I think that's – what's that? Atachi? Is that Atachi in there? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, appreciate you for coming through, man. With all your questions, man, come back through, man. Subscribe, like the podcast, so you know every time we go live. Welcome to the session. Uh, or hit us up on Twitter. We answer all the questions whenever. Need help. Or check, our rankings. Check, our, or rankings check our, our rankings. Either or. Uh, Pittman and Ingram or JJ or no. Oh, for JJ. I was going to say, there's a whole bunch of ors. Okay. 
Pittman uh, and Ingram for JJ or no? JJ meaning for me, it comes down to if you need a running back for this week or because Justin Ingram Jefferson. is going to be the workhorse this week. So if you are if you're good at a uh, running back, I would rather keep um, J- Justin Jefferson. No, but it, it, is, it's not too much of a drop off. So I would. Uh, it just depends on what you need. If you need a running back, yeah. I think he traded Pittman and Ingram for JJ. Yeah. I think he'll be getting JJ. He'll be getting JJ. Yeah, yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. Like Ingram is only good for a week. I know they're yep. close and uh season ranked on what they've been producing, but I just feel like JJ has more upside and then a better offense, I guess. You can yeah, better offense for now. Gotcha. Yep. I just feel like if he's if he's if he's pondering that trade, it's because he needs a running back. So mm-hmm. it just depends on I mean what are you gonna do the week after? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Fantasy is a weekly game, bro. If you need a win yeah. this week and you need a running back, you get this. You get this top twenty play plus Pittman, and you and you go from there. That's how I approach it. The Washington Football Team at the three and a half point favorite Carolina Panthers, a forty three point over under. We got Cam, Cammy Cam starting He's back. for the first time uh, for the Panthers in a long time. So. You know, everybody's on the Cam Newton train. I don't feel as strongly about it. How do you feel about it? Um, I like it just for the reason why we like all Russian quarterbacks is their cheat code in fantasy. Um, last week, fresh off the street, pretty much, he came in and, and had two touchdowns. One was a Russian on his first play. So I love I love Cam Newton this week, and he gets to have his first full start against Washington. I love Scott. Most, Scott, Scott, most Scott. points against uh, quarterbacks. So. Definitely like him this week. Um, you know, he, he might be a little iffy for, you know, passing the ball, but that, I'm not too worried about that because we know he's going to run the ball. And he's he hasn't played football all year, so he's not going to be banged up or anything. He should be good to go. So, like him as – I have him ranked, like, top 15, so um, just don't, depends on your other options. But, he has he's one of the top streamers for me this week. Uh, of course, you're starting CMC. Uh, DJ Moore, uh I'm still starting him. Um, it's been a little shaky over the last few weeks. Um, started the year on fire. Um, weeks one through four, he was the wide receiver four and a half PPR, averaging uh, 18.7 half PPR points. Since then, wide receiver 41 and averaging 7.2 half PPR points per game. I feel like a lot of that slump was mostly because Sam Darnold reminded us who he really was, Sam Darnold. So, um, you know, with Cam coming in, I do think – it can't be any worse than what mm-hmm. Sam Darnold was doing for us. So I feel like if you have DJ, you're starting him. You're you're probably already tempering expectation, and I'm just, you know, continuing to do that. And uh, like I said, for Cam, like it applies to DJ Moore too. Uh, they're allowing the first uh, – the most points to quarterbacks, and they're also doing that for receivers. So I think he's in a great spot to bounce back. You also have Chase Young out for the year, so Cam should have plenty of time to, to find DJ out there. So – like him, um, Robbie Anderson, man, I, I'm still not trusting him yet. I know he had that touchdown last week, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's possible. I think he he should definitely be on rosters now because hopefully Cam Newton can you know do more than what Sam Darnold was doing. But I'm not trusting him just yet this week, and I think that does it for the Panthers. On to the football team. Obvious starts, Tony Gibson, Terry McLaurin. Sitting, Taylor Heineke, not a fan of him in one QB leagues. Since week five, he's the uh, 
he's only averaging 14.6. He's failed to throw for multiple scores since week four. And, you know, he, he usually, well, we last year he was giving us a good rushing floor, but this, uh, this year he's, or the last three games, he's only top 15 rush yards in two of them. So not really, uh, not really give me too much on the ground. That sneaky and rush Car- and gone. Yeah. And Carolina is also tough against opposing quarterbacks. They're allowing the fifth fewest points. So, feel like there's definitely better options for you than Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Um, the one game he did have over 15 rush yards is when he had that super long touchdown run, and he's not going to give you that every week. So don't like him this week. Nope. French, French player, J.D. McKissick, man. For him, I feel like it just depends on how you project this game is going to go. Like last week, everybody thought he was going to be a, 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 a you know decent flex play at worst because they were playing the Buccaneers and we were expecting them to be trailing, but they came out there and they were leading pretty much the whole game. So it ended up being a Antonio Gibson game. So they're three and a half point underdogs right now. So it just depends. Like if you expect them to be trailing, then I think that he is a uh, solid flex play. But if you think that they're going to keep it close, then Antonio Gibson is going to do what he did last year and uh, be a workhorse pretty much. So uh, he's a French player for me and Logan Thomas and Ricky Seals Jones is out, so I'm not looking to start any other tight ends out there. So it's pretty pretty narrow for this game. That's all I got. Gross, gross. It's been, it's a lot of low score games. A lot of under 45 point like over under games this week. It's gonna be it's gonna um, wasting my money on this goddamn NFL ticket. Tell you that. <laughs> um, we gotta pick them with the next game, Cincinnati at the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders with an over under 50 and a half points. Um. We got Cincy coming off the bye week. How do you feel about Cincinnati um, against Ohio, uh, the Ra- the Raiders? Well, you're gonna be starting a lot of people in this game, man. You know, uh, Joe Burrow last week was his first time he hasn't thrown at least two touchdowns in a game. Um, Burrow does have a two to one touchdown INT rate INT ratio on the on the year, so that's kind of wearing. But nevertheless, this is fantasy. We seen what Jameis Winston did. When he threw for 30 for 30, all right. But uh, back to Burrow, that hasn't stopped him from putting up QB1 numbers. Like I said, you start him every week. Joe Mixon is proving that the injury-prone curse is wrong, you know, in him. He has scored Knock a little start. Knock on wood. Right. <laughs> I got him in a, I got him in a couple leagues. I, I just traded him for another league. So, I, yeah, I need my bad, Mixon. <laughs> But he has scored at least 20 points in four of his uh, eight games this year. Now counting the game, he got hurt. So you're starting this stuff every week. The Raiders are allowing the fifth most points to running backs. Um, Jamar Chase is a stud, man. He has scored under 10 points only one time this year. You start him every week, but temper expectations. And the Raiders are allowing the seven fewest points to the wide receivers. Higgins is averaging around 10 targets and 79 yards in the past three games. He has found his swagger. He's back on his field. He's getting up and making plays. So he has worked the flex play every week moving forward in his high-power offense. Boy has been boomer bust player all year, and nothing's going to change. And it's not a great matchup this week. So I, I think you can uh, sit Boyd. Um, Derek Carr. He has scored at least 18 points in all of his start except two and average at least 38 passes per game. 
that's a lot of opportunities to score points each week. And now uh, this week, he's playing the Bengals, who are allowing the fifth more points to quarterbacks. So you start in car in all formats. Uh, Josh Jacob is controlling most of the touches out of the backfield, including reception. He has put up great numbers. I mean, he, has, he hasn't put up great numbers, but he, he hasn't hurt you as well. This week, he has a great matchup against the Bengals, who are allowing the six most points to running backs. So, of course, you started him. Drake is hard to trust um, in this offense, and he's never really a safe play. Even with them allowing the most points, I don't think you can trust Drake. He's more of a desperate play. Uh, Hunter Renfro is an every week flex play. He's seen around nine targets and scored a TD in back to back weeks. The Bengals are allowing the six most points to wide receivers. So Renfro is a must start in the flex or the wide receiver three position. Edwards is worth the start this week. If you if you're in a pinch or need somebody, um, he's caught three pad three of his four passes last week for 88 yards and a touchdown. One thing about him, he has yet to go over 100 yards or have yet to see seven targets in a game. So that's worrying. That's why I just got him as no more than a flex play. Dan Waller hasn't had the monster games since week one. Since week one, he has averaged around 11 points per game on around seven targets. This is not what we expected from him when we drafted him with that uh, late second, early third round pick. Um, but this week, it doesn't get any easier on him as the Bengals are allowing the ninth fewest points to tight ends, but you're still starting your stud Waller. Uh, that's pretty much it on that game. I mean, time again, I got to turn back around and tell Bro, you girls. I swear I be hating when, like, you know, when you don't, you, you've never had a player before, and you finally get a chance yes. to him, bro. And yes. he he decides yes. that's the year that he wants to stink it up for fantasy, bro. Yes. Yes. Like in Brennan's uh, dynasty league, bro, I drafted him and I drafted AJ Brown for the first time, bro. And both mm. of these guys are are regular, bro. I'm like, this is not what I AJ saw Brown's before. coming along though. He is, but still, that's it's not no coming along. I want you to be a right, star like AJ Brown for like the, the last two yeah. years, bro. Like, goddamn. Mm. Got got they got his dynasty though, so it's okay. Thanks. Other than that, though, I like it. Darren Waller need to step up though. I do think Hunter Henry is saving a lot of people, mainly me. Hunter Renfro, but Hunter Henry too. Hunter Henry, both of them. Hunter Renfro too. And that regression hit for Hunter Henry too. Yeah, did. Lockdown Falcons. Um, I got offered Robbie Anderson and Ty Johnson for Brandon Edwards in my 16 man league. Thinking about accepting, considering the switch up at Carolina. Oh, the, the, the. a quarterback in Carolina got offered Robbie Anderson for Ty yeah, Johnson. I don't, mind that. I don't mind that. Am I getting? Oh, I'll take that. I like, I like, I think, Ty, I like Ty Johnson. I think that's gonna be one of them. That's gonna be one of the trades of your league. It's like. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess so. <laughs> you know, you know, you see that trade alert, bro. You're like, oh, who's traded, bro? You gonna see this shit? Like, damn. Okay. That's how I felt about that Michael Thomas and Brandon Cook shit y'all did. I was like, all right, whatever. Well, I mean, that was, that was a, a perfect dynasty trade, but yeah. But it's like, mm, I ain't seen Michael Carter. I mean, Michael Thomas in two years. Oh well, no refunds. <laughs> 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 uh, Dallas at the two and a half point favorite. You was done, right? That was it. Mm-hmm. Dallas at Kansas City. Kansas City two and a half point favorites, Ooh. like Carlos mentioned. Uh, this is the game of the week. Uh, over yeah. under fifty six. Um, 
points. I think you start everybody that you can for both sides besides the Kansas City wide receivers, and that's just the great. That's so crazy that you can't start them besides the three. Um, but there, uh, Dak Prescott, of course, he, he's coming off that demolition of the Falcons. You want to put him in, Zach. Uh, Zeke Elliott had two touchdown performance, save his day. He's only had over 51 yards rushing once in the last four games, but he has had 21 targets in that span. Even though he hasn't had over 50 yards receiving, he's still getting the targets, so you'd like to see that. Chiefs are allowed 95 yards on the ground and six rushing touchdowns since week six, uh, like him. Uh, Tony Pollard, I think he's flexible. He's, um, you know, he's going to get those same – Hey, hey, pause. <laughs> he, uh, Tony Pollard, you know, he's still gonna get those 10 touches. You know, we're still talking about football here. You can still, you can still put him in the flex position. Pause. Uh, CD Lamb returned to the slot last week with Gallup, um, returning, but now that Amari Cooper's out, he probably played a little bit more on the outside again. Um, he caught six of his seven targets, two touchdowns, 94 yards. I like him, of course, with Amari Cooper out. Um, I had Michael Gallup as a fringe start. Um, but when I wrote my notes, because that was Amari Cooper was playing, but with Amari Cooper out, I like him. Um, week one, he saw five targets, caught three. I mean, the um, he saw five targets, uh, in this week back, caught three of them for 42 yards. Um, that was against the Falcons, they were just working him back in. In this game, I think he'll have to, um, get the ball thrown to him. I think he'll have to get some targets. Um, so I think he has a good PPR floor. I don't think he'll kill you. And I had Dawson Schultz as a sit just because of the two target performance he had um, when um, Gallup was back. But since Amari Cooper is gone, they'll need to go somewhere. And the Chiefs are giving up the seventh most fantasy points to the tight end position since week six. So I expect a shootout. I expect you to be able to start him comfortably. Um, on the other side of the ball, of course, you're going to start Patrick Mahomes. He came back after what seemed to be like a thousand years of bad games. Um, it was only three, really, when you look at it. Um, he came back with some Patrick Mahomes shit, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Um, so I like him in the shootout. Tyreek Hill, of course, you're going to play him. Travis Kelsey, he hasn't been scoring the touchdowns, but he's still doing Travis Kelsey things. I like him. Dallas haven't allowed many fancy points to the tight end position, though. Um, eighth. Yeah, for sure. A fewest <laughs> points since week six, but I like him. For Kansas City, I got everybody else, and that's what I got for that game. Uh, Yep, I like it, man. I just – I really, 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 really hope that they do not – like, this is not one of those games where it fails to live up to expectations, bro. Like, yes. I want to see yeah, a yeah, out right. in, a, in a, uh, a week where there's a lot of low over-unders, bro. Please, mm-hmm. Dallas and Kansas City, just give us something. Please. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh not a STD. How about I uh, have cooks? How about uh, how about, uh did you mention CEH? Oh, I didn't miss a CEH. Uh, I didn't even miss a CEH. Um yeah, so I, if I think he plays if he plays, I I start him and not Darrell Williams. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be tricky for me. Just I don't know if I start him either though. I don't know. I think I just waited out. I might wait it, but you don't you can't now with all the running backs being hurt. It's not you can't yeah, really I feel wait like it I out. I would have to start CH if he plays. Yeah. Hoping he doesn't play just so Daryl Williams. You've been waiting on him. You've been waiting on him to start at this point. Yeah, I mean Daryl Williams is already vulturing um the goal line work and they've been using him like a motherfucker out of mm-hmm. out of the backfield, like as a receiver too. So I feel like he will be relevant. He just becomes more of a, a desperation flex play if CEH does play. But, of course, you're, he's a smash play if uh, CEH does it again. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, on to oh, we got that one question before we get there. Um, I have Cooks over McLaurin this week, but which one do y'all prefer for the rest of the season? Assuming Taylor, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah, like I got Cooks over McLaurin this week, but I mean for the rest of the season, I would have to look at it. But I probably McLaurin. Yeah, I probably would. Just the upside. I'm just have to. Yeah, I do. I say I have to got talent right there, man. Um, I think they'll finish around the same spot, though. I don't think it'll be like too crazy. And and so, in the playoffs, round, in the playoffs round week sixteen, Brandon Cooks got to see the Chargers and then San Francisco. Yeah, which is a good matchup. Which you got to get the Chargers first, San Fran, yeah. And um, then, but yeah, I, th- I probably like Terry McLaurin rest of the season. I wouldn't make any trades or anything like that, but if just my opinion. Um, McLaurin got Dallas then Philly. Yeah, wow. About the same. See, about the same. Uh, we got to pick them in the next game: Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks with an over under forty eight points. So this is another kind of high scoring you know, game. Yeah. Last question. I traded Justin Herbert, Cordell Patterson, and Amari Cooper after he dropped 24 week eight for Tannehill, Zeke, and Cooks. Which trio scores better throughout the playoffs? Well, shit, Cordell Patterson might not be playing. I don't know. No, he should be playoffs. playing. Oh, the playoffs for playoffs. Oh, I, thought you, I, don't, I don't know why I was thinking. Uh, I think I might have to go with. That's almost even, bro. Like, sheesh. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably would take the uh, Tannehill side. It's more upside there, I feel like. They have been passing a little more lately with the, after the Henry injury. Zeke's always going to have them scoring opportunities. Cooks, of course, he has that high floor. So, What's the I mean, week, it's pretty, it's week, pretty, week it's one of the playoffs is, is 15, right? 15, yeah. And so I, Tannehill play, would play the Steelers that week. And who was the other quarterback? Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. Herbert would play – Houston and then somebody. Yeah, Herbert would play Kansas City week 15. I like that. And then he'll play Houston. I like – see, I would probably go the quarterback side at that point. So, I like Herbert's matchups throughout the playoffs more than I like. Tannehill's. I probably like Zeke's more. Yeah, I it's just, I it's just really a preference. It's not That's not really a bad trade either way, For you know. I like the, uh, yeah. I think I probably like the Herbert side. I just feel, yeah, I feel like the Herbert side got more, you know, chances for upside plays. Mm-hmm. But the other side is safe too. You're not going, you're not going to lose your games. Um, you want to get your get your guy trade, which are, you know. Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson, man, they put up that zero burger last week as a team. How you feel about Russell Wilson now going up against um, Arizona, possibly with Kyler Murray being back? Yeah, so he's a uh, he's actually a French player for me. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, he returned from injury last week, and by the looks of it, he returned a little too early. He just did not look like Russell Wilson out there. And he, he threw the ball forty times. Yeah, you said what? He didn't practice. And he didn't practice all last yeah, week, so. Right. That's to, to take off that, you know, to be out for five, what, what was it, five weeks and then not practice leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of a recipe for disaster. Um, but like I said, he threw 40 times, only came um, with, came away with 20 completions for 161 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. 
Russ probably played a factor in his performance, but I feel like you got to be worried about him this week, um, especially with the matchup. Arizona is allowing the four fewest points to the position. And then you have Carroll mentioning how they need to run the ball more. He mentioned something about them averaging over four yards of carry and that they need to run the ball more. So we saw that happen last year when, you know, Russ was cooking. They just changed the whole game plan up. So with their backs against the wall, fighting for a playoff spot, man, I could definitely see Carroll reverting back to that. So definitely worrisome. So, I mean, it depends on your uh, options, but I would try to um, avoid in one QB leagues. Uh, we can go through some names, really, if y'all want. Let's see. Mm-hmm. A Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Derek uh, Carr. I think I like that, too. Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson or Kirk Cousins? Or Kirk Cousins? Ooh. Kirk Cousins. I think I go Wilson there. Um, or Cousins. That's a good one. Uh, I'd probably go Kirk Cousins there. Yeah, just safer. Yeah, until uh, I see Russ. Could, yeah, one one uh, more uh, Russell Wilson or Cam Newton. I'm just going Cam. I'm, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. I like Cam just because it's weak. He has a good matchup, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Cam fan. You don't like him. I like him in real life. I like him in real life. I mean, because like he's gonna have that rushing floor. I mean. Uh, but well, you, that's why what are you we ignoring the on. fact that he's gonna rush the rush the ball, bro. <laughs> right. He was horrible last year as a passer, bro. But he still had QB one weeks with nobody out there in Patriots with the Patriots. So I'm cool with Cam this week and going forward. And it's just it's not because of passing; it's because he's gonna rush so much. So, but I will probably start Russell Wilson there, or no, no, I'll probably start Cam right there too. It's just I got to see Russell Wilson have a good game before I, I trust him again. Yep. I know it, I know it's going to come, but I just don't want to be stuck mm-hmm. with five points in my lineup again. With uh, that shit Russell is horrible. Wilson. Like it feels like oh these quarterbacks have been killing us, man. Yeah, um, man, for real. Oh, you wasn't even done. My bad, bro. Not good. Um, I'm starting DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, they mm-hmm. didn't have good games, but they both had eight targets last week, so. You know, they I think they uh led the league in like air yards and tender air yards last week. So hopefully that rust is a little knocked off by now for Russell Wilson and they can have better games. Um Gerald Everett, I'm sitting. He did see a season high eight mm-hmm. targets last week, caught all of them for 63 yards, which was great mm-hmm. to see. But most of that production came in garbage time and on the last couple of drives. And Arizona is pretty stout against tight ends, averaging uh or allowing the third fewest points to the position. So there should be uh better options for you this week. I already talked about Wilson Collins. Alex Collins is another fringe play. Hasn't been very efficient since taking over for Carson, but he's getting all the volume um, since mm-hmm. he's become the starter. He's handled 70% of the running back carries for Seattle, um, only averaging 7.8 half PPR points. But, you know, this kind of goes back to what Carol said. Like, if they're going to run the ball a lot, man, then Alex Collins is going to continue to, you know, to, to be the workhorse out there. So, not going to give you a ceiling. I think his high is like freaking like, what, like 10 points to 11 points when he got like a, he had a touchdown. He had, he had a, a touchdown. touchdown that game, yeah. so he's really going to need a touchdown for you for him to be like, you know, to finish in that RB2 range. But without that, he's going to finish in that RB3, RB3 range. So just depends on what you're looking for or if, you know, if you, if you just need a body out there that's going to get work, he, he will do that. Um, on to Arizona. Um, I'm obvious starts Kyler Murray if he plays, of course. James Conner, 
especially if Kyler Murray plays. But even if he doesn't, I'm still signing James Conner. Just James Conner because of the volume. Christian Kirk is a start for me. Since week five, he's averaging six targets, 60 yards a game. He's ran the most routes since that time and is the wide receiver 16, averaging 11 half PPR points in that span. And he has the best primary matchup for uh, Arizona. He's going against Ugo Omadi out of the slot. And he has a PFF grade of 53 and allowing an 85% catch rate. So firing him up as a uh, wide receiver two, more of a uh, wide receiver three if uh, Kyler does sit again. Zach Ertz, um, also starting him. He's dirt on the team in routes run, second in targets behind Kirk since joining the team in uh, week five. Of course, he's only found the end zone once since joining the team. Yeah, but two of those games were without Murray, so they didn't get a lot of scoring opportunities when uh you know when he was out. So not too worried about that. But the usage is what's is what's encouraging for him. So I'm continuing to roll him out as a back end tight end one. And Seattle's allowing the 10th most points to tight end. So matchup isn't bad at all for him. Fringe play, AJ Green. Matchup isn't the best, but with um Hopkins out, he's gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of volume. Um, in week eight against Green Bay, saw a season high eight targets, and that was you know that was the game where uh, Hopkins reactivated his hamstring. So he should see similar volume this week. Uh, so he'll be a middling flex play for me. And starting him depends on your other options. Uh, let's go with some options right quick. Um, in a flex, so let's go De- Deontay Foreman or AJ Green. Uh, I probably go Foreman with a uh, guaranteed <laughs> Bless me. Uh, yeah. You say bless me. Probably <laughs> <laughs> like didn't bless himself. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, that's it. That's it. Yep. I like it. Um, woo with me, man. Wait, where do you have that? Where do you have that that dilemma at? <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate you for swinging yeah, through. Um, uh, woo with me. Make sure you like and subscribe, man, so you can get all your questions in to the boys. What y'all think about the? about what y'all think about what y'all think about in a what y'all think about in a ppr league but my, my yeah no trouble with that eh? i was i'm reading i wasn't i was trying to read i, I didn't i wasn't paraphrasing oh, uh man. what y'all think about <laughs> elliot for David Montgomery and Adam Thielen, man. You got some time. Yeah, you try to embarrass me out here. Um, David Montgomery, yeah, da, 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 da. I like the, the Montgomery and Thielen side. It's if you need a receiver, if you don't really yeah, that's what I'll come to receiver. Man. I'll probably just like, yeah, if 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 you're getting Thielen, Thielen gonna sit on your bench. I would just yeah, no, 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 yeah. But if, if, if you're getting Thielen, Thielen gonna start in your lineup, and David Montgomery gonna start in your lineup, then then yeah. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate the question, bro. Uh, Greg, uh, I can't even pronounce that. Um, appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe, bro. Like we're at right. two hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, start to Foreman, Collins, Beasley, Devonta Smith. Uh, Foreman and Devonta Smith for me. Foreman, and it is close for with Beasley and Devonta Smith just because of that matchup. For Devontae mm-hmm. Smith against uh, Lattimore, you know, we talked about that last show about yeah. them throwing 18, averaging 18 throws a game for the last three. So, uh, but then you got Beasley injury. So I don't know how much he'll be used, man. Yeah. Just because of, just because of the injury, man, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to echo Gabe here and go Foreman and Devontae Smith. I agree. 
On to the next game. Is this Sunday night football? I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Your boys, is it a good game? Yes, it probably will be. I don't know if Big Ben is playing, but we're going to find out. NFL hitters come to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Pittsburgh you better Steelers. Uh, I'll be trying to ad lib and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just try to put it in the game shit, like how, how the girl be doing on the TV. Yeah, yeah, you, you killed it, bro. Like, sheesh. Pat, the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> at the five that? and a half point um, <laughs> Chargers. I think you got a new thing to do on TikTok now. Over, no, uh, <laughs> over under of uh, 47 points. Okay. Well, uh, you got Pittsburgh. You don't know if, uh, I guess, Big Ben is going to start. Well, but uh, they're, they're, they're they're pretty much planning for him to start, but it's not confirmed. Yet. Yeah, right. But whoever start, they're not going to be starting in anybody lineup unless they're desperate. The Chargers are allowing the second fewest points to quarterbacks at the moment, so you definitely pivot in there. Up, oh, you got Najee Harris, who is a stud already. He has scored at least sixteen points in PPR league in all of his games except one. So you starting this the this week. Even he has a great matchup against the Chargers who are allowing the ace most points to running back. So that's also encouraging. Uh, Deontay Johnson is averaging around 10 targets per game and 77 yards per game this year. With that volume, he is a must start each week. But temper expectations a little as the Chargers are allowing the second fewest points to wide receivers. Um, Claypool has been struggling uh, with injuries and quarterback play. I just. It, it hasn't looked well for him. I don't think expect things to get better this week uh, with the matchup. So I have Claypool as a French flex play right now until we just see some production. You know, Adam, Big Bang arm is not that good, so you can't get it down the field for Claypool to make those big plays. So I'm kind of worried. Uh, at tight end, we got my boy Pat. I ain't naming his last name. In the last four games, he has averaged seven targets for 44 yards and uh, scored three touchdowns in that span. His streak of scoring TDs in consecutive games ended last week with Big Ben out as quarterback. But uh, Ben should be back, and the Chargers are allowing the 12th most points to tight ends. He is worth the start uh, in most leagues as one of Big Ben's favorite red zone targets. On to the other side of the football, we got Justin Herbert, who has had three games scoring around 15 points or less and three games scoring around 35 points or more. The Steelers are allowing a knife field's points to quarterbacks. Herbert's ceiling is high. Um, It's so high that you have to start him every week and just live live with the results. Um, Eckler is a must start every week. He is running back three all the year. He uh, does have a tough matchup against the Steelers, who are allowing um, the third fewest points to running backs in PPR leagues. But you start him every week because he's heavily targeted in passing game each week. Uh, Keenan Allen has gone only three games without seeing double-digit targets. He's a must start each week, no matter the matchup. Williams is struggling. He continued to struggle. He has gone four consecutive games without scoring eight points in PPR leagues or going over 60 yards. It's another 
week where he has a great matchup against the Steelers. Lair on the knife, fuels, knife most points, two wide receivers. Uh, at this point, Williams is just worth the flex play. Not even a wide receiver three play. He's just a flex play at this point. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't like I don't like Williams. I I I, I said I think we said last week that if he did, he went out there with that bullshit again. I wouldn't start him. So yeah, I'm not starting Williams. You got the same feeling for Herbert, Justin Herbert. Yeah, the Justin Herbert. No, I don't have that feeling. Why not? Because Herbert. Because all the quarterbacks were sorry. Huh? Because all the quarterbacks. He's done it multiple weeks. He's put up like. 14 or fewer points in like three of his last five, right? Right. Yeah. Three of his last he's, he's, his eight eye is super low, bro. They're like literally they're treating him like a deacon and dunk passer, bro. So I think it's a little bit of correlation between the two guys, bro. I don't think it's just Mike Williams out there. I do think he's a little bit banged up still, but I saw like a stat where he was getting open on like I think he got open like a 70% of his man coverage last week, and they're just not taking the shots like they were in the beginning of the year. They it's just the game plan with them. So I do agree. You have to adjust expectations for it, but I just think it's it's more so of the, the whole game plan thing. I don't think Mike Williams just fell off or anything like that. So you're not starting Justin Herbert either? I'm yeah, starting both of them. I'm just both of them. Especially this week too, bro, because Steelers are down a lot of key players. I think TJ mm-hmm. Watts out. TJ Watts out. Patrick is out. It's another mm-hmm. guy that's out in the, in the secondary. So I'm still starting this week, but I'm adjusting expectations on both of them, bro, because they're just not airing it out like we saw them in the beginning of the year. So, yep, that's how I feel about them. Um, that's it for that game. Yes, sir. All right, are you ready for some football? A Monday hey. night party, yeah, yeah. The Giants are at Tampa Bay, eleven and a half point favorite. Tampa Bay, fifty point over under. We got New York Giants starts. Saquon Barkley, um, all signs show that he's expected to play Monday. <laughs> Bless me. Um, before the week five injury, he's posted um, two games uh, with um, two games in week three and week four with at least 90 all purpose yards. And he had two touchdowns in that span. So he was on the way back to being Barkley. Um, and it was just a little ankle sprain. So I don't think that will like hinder him from being good. Like he, we see um, clips of him jump cutting and stuff like that at practice. So if he is back to himself, I think he could be a league winner. I know a lot of people went out and bought low on him. I bought low on him in a couple places. Um, so we all just hoping that Saquon Barkley do what Saquon Barkley is supposed to do. Um, the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are allowed are allowing on average five receptions out of the backfield to running backs. Um, so if Saquon Barkley is back. He did see seven targets and six targets in week six and seven, respectfully. So I think, you know what I'm saying, all systems go for Saquon. I like it. Um, we got some sits, man. I might be against popular belief, but I got sit Kadarius Tony and sit um, Kenny Galladay. Um, they both officially been removed from the injury reserve list. But after that big 13 target splash uh, for Kadarius Tony in week five, of course, he has been dealing with the injury, uh, but he's only had nine targets over the last three weeks, and he hasn't found the end zone. Um, he does have a rough matchup this week against Mike Edwards, who's graded a 68 by PFF, and PFF is allowing the fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position in the league since week six. Um, so that just makes it hard for me to trust him coming back, especially on the Monday night game. Uh, Kenny Galladay, pretty much the same. He hasn't been fantasy relevant at all this year, though. Um, so I could, really can't trust him. He has a, um even harder matchup against Jamel Dean. 
Um, and I also want to sit Danny Dimes. He hasn't really been startable since that concussion. I guess he forgot to run. You know what I'm saying? I guess that was a side effect from the concussion. Uh, weeks one through four, he had um, over 25 yards, four games, uh, all of those games, and a high of 95 yards, that that big uh, Lamar Jackson game that he had. Over the last four, over the last four games, he's only had over 25 yards rushing one time. And Tampa Bay is around the middle of the pack and allowing quarterback fantasy points. So I don't like him. Also, on the other side of the ball, I got start Tom Brady. Four interceptions in the last two weeks. Either the world is spinning backwards or we're probably like in the Matrix or some shit like that. Um, but I do think Tom Brady bounced back against the Giants. The Giants aren't a cupcake defense. You know, I know a lot of people see the Giants as probably something soft. But the Giants are allowing the eighth fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position since week six. Um so, but I still start in the GOAT. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he has had two subpar weeks uh, scoring-wise, but he's still the number 13 running back in PPR leagues. Uh, the biggest thing that we are seeing is that him getting the consistency in targets, 24 targets since week six. Uh, the Giants are allowing 92 yards on the ground since week six and the six most fantasy – I mean, not the six most fantasy points, but the six most receiving yards to running backs in that span also. So I do like Leonard Fournette this game. Mike Evans, of course, he's an every-week start. He does have a, 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 a tough matchup. But with the 50-point over-under, I think I, – I not think – I do like him. He has He's tied for second – uh, in the league with touchdowns. So if anything, hopefully he scores a touchdown like he did against the Marshawn Lattimore. He just, you know what I'm saying, right off into the sunset with that. Uh, Chris Godwin is the most targeted buck on the team, though. Two double-digit target games in the last four. Of course, we're starting him. He has a great matchup. And Rob, Gronkow- Rob Gronkowski is expected to be back uh, from the rib injury. I have him as a start um, I know the fantasy community has been waiting on his turn, so it's not on his return, so you really can't sit him. So I'm not going to tell you to sit him. Um, I do want to temper your expectations. Um, the Giants have allowed the fewest fantasy points to the tight end position since week six, and they haven't allowed a touchdown in that span, and they're giving up around like f- only 41 yards per game to that position. So I know you're going to start him just because you've been waiting to start him. So, you know what I mean? You probably like the CH thing. You can't really like Sidney. Like and Miles Sanders pretty much. You're like, I've been waiting on Miles Sanders. So if, if he plays, I'm going to play him. Um, and Antonio Brown, I don't think he plays because he hasn't been at practice. But he still has one more day because um, they play on Monday. So just keep your eyes on the prize for him. That's all I got. Yeah. Gronk, man, I will be a little worried with, from him. Because mm-hmm. remember the last game he tried to come back, he played like one snap and, and exactly. left, bro. So that will be horrible if that happens again. Hopefully uh, that doesn't happen. But, you know, that's just something to be aware of. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you about the – I agree about the Tony thing, man. I, I would probably be okay starting Galladay because he, he was seeing decent volume when he was playing. Yeah, Tony, on the other hand, man, he had that great game when literally everybody was out. So – Probably the most talented receiver out there, but they're not y- using them like that. So I, I just think God, only because God, Galladay will have the harder matchup against that Buccaneer yeah. defense. That's, that's why I, I, I can't trust. Uh, Jamel Dean is allowing only 50% catch rate on the year. So, sheesh. Sheesh. so and he's like, he's a top 24 corner in P, uh, according to PFF, top okay. 25. So, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like him this week. But, yep, that's all I got, man. Been a great one. You week know 11. What I'm Damn, bro. Uh, nah, I think next week, next week is the last week of the session takeover. Um, so if y'all been on the lookout for that, we'll probably, you know what I'm saying, try to do some kind of a 
let you know where you're at next week. Um, so going into week 12, you know where you stand. Uh, appreciate everybody for coming through, asking your questions. Hopefully everybody liked to subscribe. Gang, gang. On Good luck. Week, week 11. I don't think Please. I played any of y'all this week. Let me find the outro button. I don't think so. All right, we out. Yeah,